What's going on, everybody? This is Coach Steve, and you're listening to the Cornerstone Athletics Podcast. This is going to be the last episode of season one, and we are closing this thing out with a debrief of the NIT Triple Crown Volleyball Tournament that we discussed uh, on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day that was. The tournament was over. It ended on Monday, and it was a tough experience. As you've, you know, heard me talk about before, excuse me, I did a, I just, I just got through working out not too long ago and got that, that post-workout cough thing going on. So forgive me, but uh, if we, uh, as we've talked about before, we got, you know, winning is hard. Coaching is hard. Um, being a parent <laughs> in, in these competitive environments is difficult. And um, tournaments like the the, the Triple Crown kind of magnify all of those things, in my opinion. <clears throat> you know, they uh, they are at the end of the day what you truly want as a competitor. You know, you want to, you know, true competitors want to play the best of the best. They want to um, see what they're made of. They want to see where they're at. But sometimes that can be difficult when you're a a young budding competitor, a competitor to be right. Like you're figuring out how to compete. You're, you know, navigating all the different obstacles that come with uh, stressful situations. Things that we've, you know, lightly discussed, but this was a trying experience. This was a experience for our girls and my girls that they've, they haven't really had this year. Um, I don't know that we've performed uh, this poorly since last season. And so this is an interesting Um, it's interesting for me as a coach, it's interesting for me as a former athlete to watch from the sideline, all of these different, you know, factors come into play like a big melting pot. Almost. We started off the weekend playing the reigning national champions from last year and noticing just the little differences, you know, cause, and let me say it like this, this was good. This will be a moment that we can grow from and we should grow from. Uh, This is obviously a situation where no one likes to lose. But at the end of the day, if you've done any true competing in your life, sometimes you get your ass kicked. Sometimes things just don't go your way. Everything from, you know, we didn't have our best players playing their best game, you know, um, self-inflicted wounds. In terms of, you know, not being able to serve and receive very well, uh, our best servers, not being able to go on the runs that they're typically used to going on. Right. So we're living and dying by our serving ability. And that wasn't happening, which is not to be unexpected, I guess, if that's how you say it, because when you're playing other great teams. You might not be able to go on a five or six point serving run 
but you also can't miss serves <coughs> at the rate that we were missing them. So, <clears throat> you know, you had a lot of that stuff and then you just had, like I say, girls now playing in situations where they got to climb out of a hole. And that's uh that's a skill that, that, that takes, um, a certain mentality that takes a certain kind of experience to be able to play in a come from behind type game, right? There are, at least in my estimation, three types of games that we, we, we find ourselves in as athletes, right? There's the consistent battle, the back and forth, you know, blow for blow type of battle. That's really close. There's the come from behind where, you know, you're digging yourself out of a hole and then there's the blowout and you can be on either side of those. And it takes <clears throat> a certain kind of mentality and a certain kind of focus. And, you know, I say training uh, all encompassing to be able to do those things. So we were playing in a lot of consistent back and forth battles that were coming down to essentially what all, you know, great games come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes who executes at a higher rate. So, you know, playing a lot of those back and forth battles, playing uh, some come from behind games and, you know, we were dropping them. So we lost to the reigning champs day one. We ended up winning our other two games, which advanced us to, uh, I think they were calling it the elite division. So basically the top 12 teams advanced to the elite division and day two, in a three-day tournament, you typically, obviously, you want your, um, you want to get better as the tournament goes on. And unfortunately for us, this was a day where it was just tough, man. Um, we just didn't. We we looked out of sorts. We weren't passing the ball well. Uh, girls were scrambling, and you know, at the end of the day, when you're playing great teams. We just can't afford to do that stuff. So that was tough. Uh, And then, you know, again, back to the observation, you know, seeing what does the national championship team look like? Uh, What does the number four team in the country look like? What are these elite teams, quote unquote, look like? Everything from the warm up to the coaches. What are the coaches doing? How are girls warming up? you know, how do the girls play? How many girls are on the team? All of these little factors, because as as easy as it is for most people to say that stuff doesn't matter, it very much matters. Very much matters. Um, watching the, the reigning champions warm up, they looked like they were... Uh, Reigning champions. They look like they have won championships or they look like they were uh, wanting a championship. And we looked like a, a pretty good team. This is, is the, the way I could, you know, kind of equate it to. Um, we didn't look as smooth. We didn't look as polished. We didn't look as organized. Again, some people say that's not a big deal. Other people say it will. It is. In my estimation, it's just an observation. Um, and 
It's funny because when you get into these uh, highly competitive environments, I don't remember what their catchphrase was. Uh, something to the effect of where the best of the best come to compete or something like that. And that's what it was. It was the best of the best in the country, top 20 teams in the country. Uh, some of the other age divisions uh, were monstrous with the amount of talent that they had in them. And in those moments, everybody gets exposed. The club gets exposed. The coaches get exposed. The players get exposed. The parents get exposed. So it was it was a learning lesson because day two <clears throat> um, was we dropped three. We, we lost all three games. Lost to another Dallas team. We lost to um, a team out of Nebraska that, uh, you know, we should have beat. You know how those go. Oh, we we should have done this and we should have done that, but we didn't. And then we lost to our crosstown rival. Uh, and, you know, they worked us. And while those things sting to say, it's the truth. You know, and. It wasn't really much to say at that point other than we got to be better um, top to bottom. And, you know, then we came out day three. We advanced to the bottom half of the elite division, which was basically for seventh place through 12th place. And. Again. Got back into a dogfight, back and forth game. And we just kind of fell apart at the end. And, you know, again, the the weekend, I'm sure if we looked at the stats, it, it'll show the elementary things. We didn't hit the ball very well. We didn't serve the ball very well. We didn't pass the ball very well. The end. <laughs> right. It's 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 hard to win when you don't do the foundational things that you're supposed to do in your sport. Um, well, but here's the other side of this. We're talking about kids again, kids, 12 year old kids, 11 year old kids, whatever age you're, you're coaching, whatever sport you're coaching. So what has to come up and what should always come up? in situations like this is if my athletes are performing poorly, it is inevitably a reflection on me as the coach. Inevitably. No matter what, uh, we've read the no excuse statement. I'm not going to bother reading it again. Go back to that episode if you haven't listen to that one, that is why that exists. That's why this this situation right here, right now, is why the no excuses statement exists. That doesn't mean that, hey, you know, our best servers didn't serve the ball well. That doesn't mean that uh, our primary passers didn't pass the ball well. Uh, All of those things are true. All of those things are valid. Doesn't change the performance. So if we're not doing those things well, what we have to do is to look at ourselves in the mirror as coaches and say, all right, where do we go from here? 
Because no matter what I thought we were, no matter what I thought was going on, we have to be able to look at this thing deeply. Because, you know, for me, for us, this is a kind of the halfway point, a pivotal moment in the season. We can use this as an opportunity to be, um, you know, to grow from, you know, because, again, if you're if you're a real competitor and you've been in the trenches with some competition, elite competition, you know, you're not coming out of every match, every tournament, every game. A victor, you're going to take some L's. How do you bounce back from that? What's the plan moving forward? Are we actually going to work on the things that we need to work on? Can we even identify what the actual problem is at the root cause? At the root. Because in, in, in these painful moments like this, <clears throat> if you can't identify the root cause, you're just treating a symptom. What's the root cause of us not being able to pass the ball well? What's the root cause of us not playing defense well? We got to figure it out. As a coach, when these moments come up, you have to turn and look and say, okay, here's what happened. Here's what's going on. Here's what I think. Here's here's what I think we need to do, or here's what we're going to do to rectify this. So the next time we step on the court, there will be marked improvement. Marked improvement. We are going to get deliberate and specific. Deliberate and specific. Deliberate and specific on this. And we might not fix anything else. But this will not be a problem again. This will not be the detriment uh, 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 to our success again. And that's how you have to handle that situation as a coach. You have to navigate this and say, okay, you know, you've heard if you've listened to anything out there on the Internet, you know, whether it's Jocko, whether it's, you know, some of these other guys, they talk a lot about extreme ownership, extreme ownership. Extreme ownership. And that's the other part that's needed. And I'm saying this because a lot of times that's not what happens. Because if everybody was taking extreme ownership, the the sports culture wouldn't be what it is right now. The blame game, the finger pointing, the woe is me, yada, yada, yada. And, and the most adverse moments in sports, everyone from the coach all the way down to the players needs to be able to take extreme ownership. Look in the mirror and say, okay, here's what I didn't do. Here's what I know for a fact I can do better. There's always going to be those things. I talked to my girl specifically. I'll use that that conversation. And I said, ladies, here's what I love about this. I love that me and your mother are in your corner. I love that we're getting to watch you have this experience. Obviously, I don't want you to ever have to lose. But at the end of the day, these things happen. 
we can take ownership and we're going to focus on the things that we can take ownership of. Can we afford to go out here and have two of our best servers miss serves on a consistent basis? No. Can we have two of our primary passers not pass the ball well on an overall basis because they 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 did do great <clears throat> you know in a sense like there were spots they you could they were getting better across the board but it wasn't their best performance no we can't so those are the things that we have to take back and say all right what's the work that i have to do What's the what's the thing that I need to focus on so I can shore that up, not just put a Band-Aid on it, not just tuck our tail and run and hope we never end up in this situation again. Uh, and what we were able to explain to them is this is why your work ethic is of the utmost importance. When you don't, when I take you to the track and you don't like going to the track to do conditioning and heels and stadiums, this is why. When we're doing our push-ups and our sit-ups and our squats and our lunges and uh, carries and all of these things that we're doing, this is why. Because that is your opportunity to be able to make sure you're at least physically in the best place possible to close up some of these gaps. And then there's your volleyball training. The reason you work and work, and work the volleyball skills, plus your physical training. So when you get out on this court, you're the most physically ready, skilled, hopefully high IQ volleyball player you can be to manage and navigate this situation. Because there are some, there are some instances where we looked overwhelmed. Because the mental faculties are being overwhelmed. There's sometimes where we looked like we didn't know what we were doing, which was true. And then in those situations, we could see where the team is. Some girls were checked out and disengaged. Some girls were so frustrated because they're not used to losing and things aren't going well. And then we had some girls that were kind of in between, oscillating. So when you have that level of things going uh, wrong, ladies, the the simplest thing that we can do is say, okay, here is what I'm going to take away from this, and here's what I'm going to focus on moving forward to make sure that doesn't happen again. And that's the painful part about this is you sit there and you watch your kid, you know, in some instances it might be embarrassing, in some instances it might be exhausting, in other instances there's this just emotional girls crying, all of this, and you're trying to find that silver lining. What's the silver lining to this? Well, the last thing we said to our girls, and this is the last thing that I'll say to you is, 
Welcome to Life and Sport. This is essentially what you're signing yourself up for. This is what it is, ladies. You work hard. You put in all of this effort. You know, you, you go to the practices, you go to camps, you, you work out, you do all of those things. And in some moments, it doesn't go well. You lose. Sometimes you lose bad. Things just don't go how you envision them going. And in some regards, those, those things might be out of your control. <clears throat> in other regards, they are in your control. But it's never just, hey, I did all of this work. Now I'm going to go steamroll everybody and win. That's not how sports works. Do you realize that these other teams came up here and they were expecting to win just like you were? Some of these teams from these bigger cities, they weren't even thinking about teams from Kansas City because they're expecting to win and they're used to playing competition all the time. Elite level competition all the time. So this is the nature of sport that makes people turn and run. This is too much. I can't deal with it. I can't handle it. I don't want I just want it to be fun. And then this is the part where we start to say, "Okay, No, 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 I'll I'll come back better. And, and, And we dive deeper. And that's why these moments are good. It's because you cannot, you cannot measure someone's true character, coach, athlete, parent, in fluffy, sunshine, fun situations. It's only in adversity. Anybody can say anything when everything is going well. When it's always going well, of course, it, there's, there's nothing to rattle me. There's nothing to shake me. There's nothing. It's just, oh yeah, everything's good. And we're smiling and laughing and high-fiving and all of that. We just saw this weekend. Okay. This next four months is going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Because we went through more adversity in three days than we had been in probably I know for a fact the entirety of this season in three days. So I'm curious to see how how our team responds, how our coach responds, and where we go from here. And that's the same thing that that, that I want you, you to take from this, is these moments are good if you use them for good. We, we, we can't. Just because we work hard and we say the right stuff and we even do the right things doesn't mean that we're going to be invincible or impervious to losing in adversity. We're not. You just do those things to help you stave it off a little bit longer. You do those things to help you manage it when it comes up. Not to say, oh, yeah, I worked hard, so I'm never going to go through anything. <clears throat> you know, I did I did the extra rep, so I'm never going to uh, be challenged. 
It's not how it works. And if you think that's how it works, change your mentality. You will always face resistance in sport. You will always face resistance on the road to championships. Always. Because there's other people just like you all over the world, all over the country that want a championship as well. How you bounce back from adversity is the key. So uh, I might I might pop in another time as we move through the rest of our season to uh, give you some updates on how well or not well we are bouncing back from adversity. Uh, I have faith that we will, you know, use this as a positive and get in gear and, you know, close up the gaps that we need to close up so we can go out there and play some sound, um, strong volleyball. But, you know, that's the beauty of sports. You think one thing, another thing happens and all around the world again. So either way, that's the that's the debrief from what happened this tournament. Uh, the NIT Triple Crown Tournament. I appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully there was a nugget in there that you could take to uh, help your perspective, help help you navigate the situation better, whether you're a player or a coach or a parent. And uh, again, this is the end of season one. We're going to start season two up uh, on Sunday and get rocking and rolling on some stuff to, uh, you know, close the gap. Build, build athletes, build championship teams, all of that fun stuff. So this is Coach Steve, Cornerstone Athletics Podcast. Appreciate you listening in. We'll talk soon.